0: A couple of big name pitchers have been brought up in the latest Cardinals reports and rumors. Are we excited about this or are we just setting ourselves up for disappointment again? Let's talk about it on Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Hafford and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the loom and a lifetime Cardinals fan and I'm your host for Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter or X at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at L.O. underscore Cardinals. to think? those of you who make On Cardinals your first listen every day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube also. Uh, a very nice place to go if you would like a visual version of the show today. Uh, if you're looking on, um, on YouTube, you're watching or listening on YouTube, you will see, uh, Halloween decorations. I'm also rocking, remember when the Cardinals gave away like, uh, hockey sweaters, but they were like St. Louis Cardinal versions? I got one of those giveaway sweaters on today, which I like. Got a few of those on eBay. I think I'm going to pick up some more of these. They're pretty darn comfortable. Uh, also rocking my, uh, Jason Voorhees coffee mug, my favorite mug during uh, the the Halloween spooky season. Weather has just been crazy, right? Like all the, hi, what's up, winter? We're already in the lower 40s and stuff crazy. Anyway, this is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. If you want to visit us on YouTube, make sure you do that. Subscribe, comment, hit the uh, notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. All right, let's get into it. In the famous words of uh, the great Samuel L. Jackson from the movie Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts, Cardinal fans, because this offseason, it appears like it might get a little bit nutty. Might get a little bit nutty. Uh, The Cardinals search for pitching, it's going to be taking them in all sorts of different directions this year, and this offseason, we're going to be hearing so many names over and over and over, but it's okay. That's the fun stuff, you know, talking about the rumors, talking about reports, That that's what makes the offseason interesting. If they weren't amongst these uh, conversations, be kind of boring. Wouldn't be a whole lot of fun. And that's why I'm okay with it. I really am. I think the Cardinals should be in, in on every pitcher, every single one they can get their hands on. Get all of them. Grab all of them. People keep hitting me up on uh, Twitter asking me, so which ones do you think they're really serious about? I'm like, give it them all. Just to talk to every single one of them. Do not leave any stone unturned. Get into it. I want to see their name attached to all of the top starting pitchers, all of the top relief pitchers. I want all the guys in Japan. I want them all. I want them dipping their toes and their wallets into every single water that leads them to becoming a, a significantly better team in 2024. I don't want to go through 2023 again. And I feel that's like what the front office and what Ali and the players, I feel like that's they're all in the same mindset that um, this was really, really horrible. (laughs) Like, it was not fun, and it wasn't fun for a long time. It's not like they tailed off in July or something like that. No, they sucked right out of the gate. Like, the season was over in June. It was terrible. What has worked in the past does not work anymore, and it's time for new strategies, new ideas, new spending habits. Uh, The Cardinals are not some poor franchise that can't afford top-end talent they just went with a different business model for many many years that uh you know resulted in a lot of success. You got to give them credit. Over the years the Cardinals have won a lot of ball games because of the way they went about spending and how they develop talent and their philosophy. But times have changed. The game has changed and it's time for the Cardinals to evolve with those changes and I feel like they're going to really, really try to do that. They're not just blowing smoke up our tailpipes this time. Like they're, I feel like they're really actually going to put an effort and go, look, we got to switch this out, man. We cannot do this again. So that brings us to the latest rumors. All right? The latest rumors, the latest chatter about whom the Cardinals are interested in, who they're discussing. Um, earlier this week, we talked about Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray. Uh, we discussed how... Their fits would be pretty good uh, with the Cardinals, the way that, you know, the type of pitchers that they are. We talked about what the risks are compared to the benefits. So if you haven't uh, seen that episode or listened to that episode yet, please go back, check it out. Because I think most of us would agree that if you landed both of them, Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray, job well done. I I, I don't think a lot of people are going to complain about that. You know, I, I see a lot of backlash on Sonny Gray because he's not 28, you know, or whatever. He's 33, he's been pretty healthy. Like, there, there's risks with everybody, guys. Nobody's perfect. Um, but one thing you don't want to do if you're the Cardinals, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. And if one or both of those guys decide that they either want to stick with their clubs, I mean, they're they're with two teams that win ball games. You know, Philly and Minnesota, both still in the playoffs right now. So there's a lot of attraction to come back to those teams, but if they decide to do that, or they decide to sign somewhere else, you don't want to be left there standing with nothing, and then forced to overpay for lesser talent. We don't want that, you know. You don't want to go down that path. That's not good. So to hear that some other some other names are being tossed into the mix is it's pretty cool. Um, are these names realistic? Debatable. Derek Gould over at uh, STLToday.com just did a piece and. Here's exactly what he had to say in the names that he mentioned. The Cardinals will, of course, multitask and explore other possibilities in the marketplace, including but not limited to lefty Blake Snell, a favorite for the NL Cy Young. There are also multiple pitchers from Japan, such as Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who the Cardinals have scouted, and lefty closer Yuki Matsui. Moseleylock said he did not want to close the door for a reunion with lefty Jordan Montgomery, a former Cardinal and future free agent who pitched seven scoreless innings this Texas game one winner this past week. Talking about the wild card series, obviously, um, the Cardinals and Snell. The Cardinals and Snell were also brought up. Pardon my voice, by the way, too, with the weather changes. Like I just get all junkie. It's terrible. So I apologize, but the Cardinals and Snell, uh, also brought up by USA today's Bob Nightingale recently. I mean, what a monster addition Blake Snell would be. I mean, come on, this guy already won a Cy Young award in the American league when he's with the Rays was a, as dominant as anybody this year in the national league with the Padres. Um, I know he's had some off the field, I don't want to say problems or anything like that, but that was all around the COVID time, though. Everybody, everything was weird then. So, But Blake Snell would be a monster addition. He's going to be the most sought after and most expensive arm probably on the free agent market, though, because he could win the NL Cy Young Award this year. So um, not going to be easy. As far as Montgomery goes, I'd still be shocked if that happens. I mean, is he going to return to the place where they were in last place? and they didn't give him an extension, is Jordan Montgomery really going to say, yeah, let me give you another chance? I mean, he looks pretty comfortable in Texas, I think. Um, But who knows? I mean, he's got a chance to finally really make some serious money uh, after this postseason, and uh, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Wherever he ends up, uh, he deserves it, man. Uh, Cardinal screwed up. Cardinal should have tried to sign him in the the spring. Decided not to. Uh, The Japanese pitchers are an avenue that, although not, they're not household names because they don't pitch here. They pitch over in Japan. But that's an avenue that are, are certainly is something to keep an eye on. We've done an episode on them as well already because <laughs> we' we again, we were already looking towards the future so early on this this past season that uh, I've already talked about most of these guys before. But just like with free agents, the the guys who were playing in Japan, they're going to be available to the highest bidder, and uh, a new report from John Heyman was that the Mets plan to go go hard for him and be the highest bidder uh, like they were for Kodai Senga, talking about Yamamoto, who's the, the big name over there, uh, threw a no-hitter this year. Uh, in Heyman's report, he says, every big market team has been tracking the two-time MVP, but a couple rival GMs say they hear the Mets are expected to go big not exactly a shocker. The Mets who just spent almost $350 million on their payroll and and didn't make the playoffs, just like the Cardinals are set to spend some more money. Now we heard rumors that maybe they won't spend quite at the level as they did before, but when push comes to shove and you're the, you got the biggest wallet on the block, are you going to let some other team squeeze in there and outbid you? No. So if they're going to go, if Yamamoto is their target, uh, it'll be hard to, to to get him away from them. But Heyman said that uh, the Yankees, Cubs, Dodgers, Red Sox, Cardinals, Phillies, Giants, Diamondbacks, Tigers, and Rangers, and others have heavily scouted Yamamoto. Um, there hasn't been anything new about the other Japanese pitcher that we talked about, Shota Imanaga. Um, and this is the first I've seen about Matsui. Uh, having his name brought up. Again, the Cardinals need relief pitching as well. So if Yamamoto goes elsewhere to play, hopefully these remaining guys might find the Cardinals as an attractive spot to land. One of the other ways to obviously rebuild this mess that the Cardinals have made is the trade market. And Gould spoke about this as well in his article mentioning a guy that I talked about last preseason that I was like, hey, why not? Little ring ring. Let's call Tampa, see what's going on. Here's what Gould had to say. And then there are the trade possibilities. The Cardinals aim to identify in early November. There are open questions such as whether the White Sox will shop starter Dylan Cease or how much Seattle or Miami is looking for offense because they obviously got young arms that the Cardinals would be interested in. We've talked about Logan Gilbert with Seattle. Uh, Miami last season, um, you know, I brought up Edward Cabrera. Um, we brought up Jesus Lazardo, which he's probably not going anywhere now after having his really good year. Uh, but Tyler Glass now was a name that we brought up here on this show last off season. And Gould brings him up in this article says Tyler Glasnow, who struck out eight and five innings for Tampa Bay in the playoffs is owed $25 million for 2024. And if the Rays entertain discussions, the Cardinals will call or email or text or all three. So when he puts it that way, it makes me sound like Tyler Glass now is definitely somebody on their radar, has all the talent in the world. All the talent in the world. Big guy, throws hard, crazy breaking stuff, like so good. That is undisputable. But he is also one of the biggest injury risks in all of baseball. He made 21 starts this year at the age of 30. Mind you, this is not some kid anymore. Age 30, 21 starts. That is the most starts he's ever made in one season in his eight-year big league career. That frightens me. That frightens me. And what would you have to get of, give up to get somebody like Glass? Now you would think it wouldn't be nearly as much because of the $25 million price tag on his head, but at the same time. You know, the Rays, they got to fix some stuff, man. Things did not go well. They're going to be missing uh, Shane McClanahan next year. Um, I I don't know if now if they let him get away, to be honest, because of uh, all the injury issues they suffered this year on the pitching staff. You got the Wander Franco situation. It was not good. But um, mentioning all these names, you know, it's fine and dandy, right? Like, it's, it's a good time. It's a party. But will the Cardinals actually do what is needed to land any of these upper level talent names that are available. Will they? Or are we just getting ourselves worked up again like we did this past offseason when we genuinely thought at one point the Cardinals might actually reach out and try to land a Trey Turner or a Carlos Rodon? Thank God they didn't do that. Uh, Dansby Swanson, Cody Bellinger, all of those names that we brought up in the offseason were like, these would be great additions. And it didn't happen. Are they just going to talk about it? And then they went and got Contreras, and then they called it a day. They were like, yep, we're good. We're out. Bye. (laughs) We don't need anybody else. I don't think they're going to do that again. I've been sensing just kind of a different attitude in the comments from the players, from uh, Ali Marmel this offseason, that that gives me hope that things will be different this time around. So I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about next, a bit of an attitude adjustment, if you will. We'll talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. It's football season. MLB playoffs obviously underway. NHL is starting up soon. That's why I'm rocking the hockey sweater here today. So that means you know pizza, wings, subs, burgers. What what else do we eat? Brats, uh, different dips, beverages, of course. All of the things that make tailgate or or your house party really really great. So don't hold back. Go all out and you can get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items so you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or you can upload your receipt after you shop and then you get your cash back. That's how easy it is. The average Ibotta user earns 100 bucks per year. That could cover the cost of you know, a shopping trip. You could use that cash back to buy uh, part of the flight that you've been eyeing up to go see your favorite team play on the road this year. Um, maybe spring training with the Cardinals, put it towards that. Uh, use it on your new team gear, you know, new new hats, new jerseys, all that fun stuff. Whatever you want to do with it as a fan of your favorite team, it's your money. Other apps will give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal or you can put it on gift cards if you want. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too. When you start with Ibotta, it includes places like Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So download the Ibotta app now. Use code MLB to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store, and use code MLB. Thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter anytime you want. Your feedback, always welcome and encouraged. If you don't mind, I'm going to take a quick swig here. I am not a guy that gets allergies really that much either. But as soon as the weather changes like this, like we go from 80s to 40s, my voice just dies for like a couple of days. It's weird. Anyway, so I apologize. The Cardinals... um, Apparently aren't going to do a postseason presser this year. We found that out, which it was just fine. The quicker we move on from this year, in my opinion, the dumpster fire of a season this was, the better. Uh, we all know what went wrong. We've been talking about it since June. Like I said, that that's about when I decided. You know, this season is kind of a wash. We're we're kind of screwed. Um, but I love the quotes that we're hearing from uh, much maligned manager Ali Marmel in this story that Derek Gould did when asked about what they need to do for next season. Holly has been pretty outspoken since the the season ended. He said this, if we're wanting to compete for what we talk about competing for, which is a World Series, you need high-end arms in your rotation, and you need high-leverage arms in your pen. So when somebody is not available, you have other options. who can shut a game down after the seventh inning. He added, you're asking me what's needed? That's what is needed to compete at a high level and not only win the division, but actually compete. For a World Series. That's what you need. And this is just a sample of some of the quotes that we've been hearing from Ollie uh since the season ended. That I'm just I'm sensing a different attitude. You know how dry Ollie was after every game this year. Oh, you know, we pitched this, we did that. Like boring stuff. All right. Not really anything spicy coming out of his mouth. But this offseason so far had a lot of attitude in his voice in his postseason comments. Uh, it, he seems like a guy, pardon my French, who's pissed off. He understands why the fans are pissed off. He's embarrassed about how things went this past season. Everybody's calling for his head because he's more of the the face of the of the whole thing because, you know, Mosela can hide up in the front office if he needs to. He, he's not down on the field every game although he's shouldered plenty of blame as well. And I think Ali understands what this team needs to improve on for <clears throat> you know, some roster turnover to win a championship. And that's what I like to hear. He's not talking about a division title, but he's talking about World Series rings because the NL Central Division doesn't mean jack. You win that title, good for you, big deal. It doesn't mean anything when you can't beat the other teams in the East and the West. And we're talking about the wild card teams. We're not talking about the teams. Like if you were to get in this year, look what happened to the Brewers. Just poof. They're gone. Just like that. They're not good enough. The Cardinals were not good enough. The Cubs were not good enough. The Reds were not good enough. None of these teams, the Pirates, any of them who had made it, if they had all, whoever would finish first in this event, none of them were good enough to beat the likes of. The Phillies, the Braves, the Dodgers, they're not. They're just not. And if you can't get past them, what is the point? You know, the idea that we've heard in the past, the philosophy was, well, if you get in, you never know what's going to happen. Still true, but we got a good idea what's going to happen. These other teams are going to beat you, just like they beat Milwaukee. Uh, Lars Neupar also brought some heat when asked about the difference between the Cardinals and the postseason team, saying, wanting to be one of these or one of those teams and knowing you're going to be one of those teams you've got to stare them in the face and realize that we shouldn't be talking only about those teams being the good teams we want guys who are coming in here to be scared to play us this is all getting me fired up right now to be honest with you i like that i like that they're not happy they could do the song and dance and say you know, we're going to do our best to get back to where we belong. They could do that. I like that there's some edge going on here, that they're embarrassed by how things went this season. I'm embarrassed as the host of this show, you know, having to shine a more positive light on things from time to time when everything is very doom and gloom. We all know how bad things were. We don't want to go through this again. And you've seen the stats about how uh, teams in the NL Central have done in the postseason. The Cardinals, they got a chance right now. They have a chance this offseason to add some pieces to put themselves in a position to be mentioned among those elite teams. It's not like this whole roster is just garbage. This is not a roster that has to be blown up and everything needs to be restarted. You have got really good players already lined up, ready to come back next year. We talked about the infield. Goldie Arnauto on the corners are still one of the top duos in all of Major League Baseball. And they had down years this year, yeah. But they weren't, like, horrible. <laughs> like, they're still elite players. Mason Wynn, a rookie that you love. Donovan, Gorman, Edmund. Guys at second base who can also play another other spots for you. Jordan Walker. I mean, how much better did he get in the outfield? And then obviously his maturity at the plate, very young. Can we get a healthy Lars Newport or a healthy Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill or any of these guys? It's not so bad as far as the offensive side of things that you got to start over. It's just the pitching staff. It's the pitching staff that has to start over. And I've seen people online talking about, oh, don't kid yourselves, this offense wasn't that good they didn't have their full offense since around the trade deadline. As soon as Donovan went down, they all decided that like, we don't need to play every day anymore. So whatever the stats were at the end of the season, not exactly what this Cardinals offense actually was putting up uh, before the injuries really started to crush them. All right. So when you talk about, I got to get back to my thought here. I kind of rambled on there for a minute, but when you come back to how they're going to turn things over um, to compete with those teams, you're going to have to compete with their payrolls. That's obviously going to fall on bill DeWitt jr. He's got a, he's got to give the green light to John Mose to expand payroll to the point where Mo can bring in some of these high level talent guys. And then it's up to Mo to make the sound decisions on who those guys should be. Something he hasn't always uh, done so well with in the past. I don't want to bring up the names anymore that have been horrible free agent signings uh, as far as pitching wise goes, but um, he hasn't done great in that, in that category. Again, was he working with a budget where he wasn't allowed to get the, the, the better guys? I, I don't know, but I feel like this off season, they've recognized that at least for right now, they're going to have to, They're going to have to overpay for some guys and hopefully build the junior allows them to do that. We'll see. All right. We're going to talk about the playoffs next on On Cardinals. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app, very easy to use. Guys, I'm not the smartest dude in the world, especially when it comes to all the gizmos. Isn't that a cool old man word right there? Gizmos that we got on our phones, but FanDuel uh, um, makes it easy on their app. There's a wide range of betting options. We're talking about spreads, player props, over-unders, a whole lot more on there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The Bills just clobbered Miami and are now in London to face the Jags this morning, who uh, were there last week as well. You know, the Jaguars have been there for two weeks. Less of adjustment for Jacksonville. Bills have to come all the way over. That could affect the game. Bills are favored by five and a half regardless, which is kind of interesting to me. This is the one I think I'm going to take advantage of, though. How about the Chiefs at the Vikings? Chiefs only three and a half point favorites. What? Really? I feel like that's one you need to look at. I really do. Vikings haven't been very good on defense. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey coming into town. They've got some weapons. Hopefully this is the unlocked game their offense uh because i've got some fantasy guys that i need to get some points but um that's the one i'm looking at i, th- I think i'm putting down some uh some, some some moolah on the chiefs in this one so you can do that too visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season Once again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Um, Let's talk about the playoffs. Uh, Interesting night and day yesterday for the uh, Division Series games. We had a familiar voice on the uh, Twins and Astros telecast on Saturday. Mr. 200 himself, Adam Wainwright, was on there with another former Cardinal, A.J. Perzinski, Cardinal legend, A.J. Perzinski. And per usual, uh, Wayno did a good job. I, I always enjoy hearing the insight from current and former players. They don't have to be Cardinals, but uh, current and former players <clears throat> during telecast, um, hearing him talk about pitching, uh, playoff mindsets, etc. Pruszynski obviously was needling him a little bit about things. Uh, that's what AJ does. But uh, I found it interesting. Um, In that game, Justin Verlander dominated, dominated the Twins for seven shutout innings before handing the ball to the Houston bullpen, who immediately gave up four runs to make a game out of it. But uh, Jordan Alvarez, oh my goodness, not one, not one, but two bombs for Jordan Alvarez um, in this one. Astros take game one by a score of six to four in the other AL division series matchup. Rangers knock off the Orioles three to two in game one. Rookie Evan Carter had an RBI double and fellow rookie Josh Young ended up hitting a home run in the win. Uh, I told you guys Rangers over the Orioles. I'm telling you Orioles are good, but they're so young and the Rangers just got, they got Bruce Bochy. They got the veteran team, man. I just, I like them over the Orioles. Uh, Both those guys now have four extra base hits this postseason, which is tied for the most by a rookie in their first three career postseason games with Luis Arise in 2019. And then good old Charlie Keller from 1939. Carter, by the way, uh, stands alone as the youngest player with four extra base hits in the first three postseason games of his MLB career. He looks legit so far. Uh, Over in the National League, a couple of shocking developments. The Phillies with Ranger Suarez on the mound shut out shut out the Braves and defeat Spencer Strider three to nothing. Just the third time the Braves got shut out all season. First time it happened in Atlanta this year. They never got shut out at home until Saturday. And uh, you also saw Strider getting into a heated discussion with their pitching coach about something. I don't know whether it was coming out of the game. I don't know if it was the called pickoff play. I have no idea, but he was not happy. He kept using the BS word over and over and pointing at him. So, um, trouble in paradise in Atlanta. They don't want to go down this road again, just like they did last year when they lost to the Phillies. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, final game of the night, the Diamondbacks. Oh my gosh. They blast the Dodgers. This was a blowout right away. They beat the Dodgers 11 to two. Clayton Kershaw gets just one out, one out in the first inning and allows six runs before they finally yanked him. It was his shortest outing of his career. Playoff Kershaw, man. Playoff Kershaw. The Cardinals know him all too well. They lit him up a few times. Our old friend Tommy Pham went four for five in the game and uh, included a home run. Diamondbacks had four total in the route. Uh, put up a, a poll up on our, our Twitter page and uh, asked, who would you rather have in your outfield next year? O'Neill, Carlson, or Tommy Pham? Carlson, so far, uh, taking the, the, the overwhelming percentage of the votes i'm surprised people don't like tommy Pham. i don't know what it is anyway uh i, did, I will tell you what something about that series corbin carroll legit taken 16th overall in the 2019 draft two picks ahead of the cardinals who ended up drafting zach thompson but that guy's got superstar written all over him went two for five with a dinger great speed like not great speed like ultra elite speed freaking love that dude fantasy baseball next year i might take him number one overall He's amazing thank you for making Locked on Cardinals first listen every day you haven't uh already give us follow on Twitter at lo underscore cardinals and at JD sports radio like and subscribe on YouTube help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow again I apologize for <clears throat> how my <clears throat> my voice sounds it's awful apologies if you stuck through it the whole way I'm gonna drink some of this coffee and whatnot and uh hopefully things will get healed so that I don't sound like crap tomorrow. Anyway, you guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Lockdown Cardinals.